I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week, we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. Yeah, boy. Boy. Yeah. All right, guys. Welcome back to Rimby, number one podcast in the world. Uh, the other one. Guys, I'm out of breath. <laughs> We've, uh, From so. Running the game. <laughs> <laughs> Getting that cardio up by chasing my dreams, dog. You know what I mean? Uh, so our studio is being renovated. And mm-hmm. so we kind of, we, we've had to make up like a little makeshift studio in the in the sanctuary of this church. Yeah. Um and I think I think today's just been stressful for both of us. It it has. Uh as of recording this, this is 6 days before we shoot our short film and man, we're just trying to figure all that out. It's getting a little stressful, but we, Robert, we Robert has the the brunt of the work. <laughs> But uh, the the few things that I've been put in charge of not going well. <laughs> not. <laughs> I mean, okay, like today was a day. Just just part of making films is a lot of problems come up. It's very much a problem solving type of thing. And if you panic, if you worry. That could like create a little feedback loop in your head. Yeah. Where you're like, oh no, this isn't working. This isn't working. I gotta do this. This isn't yeah. working. And then soon you aren't like you aren't doing anything. You're just having all these thoughts bounce around, you're and you spiraling. get tired. But yeah, you're tired just from the <laughs> spiraling. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like when when I'm on set directing, I'm good about compartmentalizing, thinking clearly. But what I found particularly with like production stuff, with scheduling and pre-production planning, stuff, yeah, yeah, I have I have a harder time so i know in the future i definitely just need to find help with this sort of thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. but also you know sometimes sometimes you're just gonna have those days where you spiral a little everybody has those days yeah yeah man you just just gotta clear your head for a little get right back at it (laughs) this morning i uh it got i was spiraling spiraling to the point where i was like oh i'm not a good actor i don't know how to act anymore and so I rewatched our rehearsal, and I was like, "No, I'll just do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can do that." Yeah. <laughs> now the, the, this is the real talk. We all feel like this at some yeah. point. We're like we're we're just a fraud, and no one's figured out yet, but they're about to. <laughs> yeah. Or even worse, everyone knows but me. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the call sheet today, and I was just like, "Oh man, what if what if everybody else is like Ugh, Chase?" <laughs> But no, I think um, I think they'll they'll praise the floor that I walk on, right? Totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just uh, break everyone's neck with the how quick my personality changes. Oh, I'm the worst. No, I'm I'm God. <laughs> This week, doing from the bowl. <laughs> Guys, a part of our uh, stressful day, 
I, I, I was trying to make sure I had everything that I needed. And I left my keys. And my keys were sitting on top of my notebook. And my notebook had my pitch for rival pitches. We're supposed to record rival pitches today. But instead, we're doing from the bowl. <laughs> I mean, you guys won't know the difference because we released them after the fact. <laughs> I mean, it, it messes with our recording schedule a little. But you know what? It, it's going to be okay. Because part of another reason why it was stressful for me today was in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, no, this pitch is going to suck. <laughs> hey, now you have now a little I got extra time. Yeah. yeah. And now we get to make a short film based off of one of your guys' suggestions. Here we go. All right. I have drawn... Ooh, okay. This is an OG suggestion. Oh, one of the I remember this from way back before we even aired any of these episodes. Oh, man. When we had our share note and we put our first few okay, ideas okay. in the share note. This is your idea. We're doing a Scooby-Doo ripoff. Oh, snap. Dude, I'm actually so excited for this. I've been wanting to do this for so long. And then in my... So, I don't know if you guys have been seeing... By the time this airs, it'll probably not even be that relevant anymore. But um, Mid-Journey AI. Yeah. It's this new artificial... I don't know if it's new. It's new to us. Artificial intelligence thing where you can give it a prompt and... Um, it'll create artwork based off of your prompt. And I actually did some Scooby-Doo ripoff prompts. Okay. Uh, we'll put them on the Instagram, but I'm going to show Robert now. This is one of the ripoff Ooh. artwork. What was the prompt for that? Uh, I did um, Scooby or Mystery Inc. inspired teenage detectives outside of a haunted house. Yeah. And then I did a bunch of like, just like technical keywords. Yeah. And it's it's a really cool vibe. It's a bunch of like teens and like cool green clothes and then there's a like a yeah. big mansion and some purple sky and a big purple moon and again guys while you're listening to this just you can just pop on the instagram and it'll be there and then there's also this one. Ooh, so we got three people we can't see their faces but they got like some glasses or something and they're glowing yeah. green yeah um i thought those were super cool because i think i'm really excited we're doing this this week because um my my creative style, my goal in life is just making a ripoff Scooby Doo. <laughs> so, so I guess let's start with what what are the essential ingredients of a Scooby Doo episode, movie, piece of media, and then how do we distill that into a short format? Yeah, I think so. I guess we start with a group of detectives. Yeah, let's do. In my mind, what I want to do is like college age, okay. Because Scooby Doo is supposed to be like high school age, um, but I just feel like the teenager thing's done to death. Yeah, Stranger Things, Scooby Doo, yeah, all the way back to Nancy Drew, Hardy Nancy Boys, Drew, Hardy Boys, which I love all of those things, and I'm very inspired by all those things. But I think it'd be cooler to do it. I'm really struggling with the, the microphone stand, guys. <laughs> Here, let's let you figure that out. Bro. <laughs> Try to find a position. Yeah. I, I can kind of hear some rubble. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like, I was like slowly just trying. I just it finally just ended up in my lap, and I was just like, maybe it'll. 
Oh, I see why it's hard. You're taller, and so it's yeah. Because <laughs> I'm leaning down on it, and I'm already. <laughs> I'm gonna cut all this. I'm also trying to make sure I'm close enough to the microphone. Okay. Not the most comfortable. Yeah, you don't look comfortable. <laughs> but it's quieter. I also I have a really hard time with peas. Yeah, I've noticed that on church stories and on here. I, I don't know why I do that. I get self-conscious because one of my least favorite things in audio is when people have a wet mouth. Yeah. But sometimes when I drink liquids, I find I have it. <laughs> and I hear it in my own voice. And I'm yeah. so just like pissed at myself because, oh, my God, no. why would you drink my something? One thing I hate. <laughs> I've become. Hey, man, I think we're doing a good job. And our hundreds and thousands of listeners agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they love us for our flaws. Like me going... <laughs> All right, so Scooby-Doo, but the characters are in college. Yeah, so I, a group of college detectives. Um, I, I, I just love the aesthetic of... Uh, of uh, um, like, I don't think we necessarily need, like, a dog... Yeah, okay. Or like, uh, or a, um, it's just like the idea of like a group of people going to a haunted mansion or, or like, yeah. I, in, I say this all the time, where it's like, if you wanted to do a Scooby-Doo horror movie, it would just be the movie Scream. Yeah, yeah. It's a guy in a mask. Mm -hmm. They unmask it at the end. That's, it's a mystery. Yeah, and there's like the cheeky, like self-awareness of it all yeah. too. Yeah. And I just think that that's, and Matthew Lillard's in both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just really love the idea, like, uh, in the, the concept art that I showed you. Just, this is just a cool vibe. Yeah. Just a group of detectives outside a creepy haunted house at night. <laughs> All right, then you know what? Let's start there. Yeah. We got some college teens. They're on, uh, I remember... I knew some people in college that just for fun, they would like go to all the supposedly haunted locations. Yeah. I feel like that's a good end point for these teens. And then yeah. maybe they uncover something Actually real and they're trying to figure something. it out. Yeah. Okay. And like, there's got to be like a graveyard or like a, so at, where we went to college, there was like a haunted bridge that everyone always yes. talked about. Yeah. I went a few times. Nothing ever haunted happened, sadly. Oh. Did, anything, did you ever go? Is this the is this the Campbell mm -hmm. Bridge or yeah I never went to that. Hey man, we should go. It, it seemed kind of lame to me. It's like it's what's it, there to do at it, the bridge? That's such lame. like a, I go to school at the mountains thing. It's like <laughs> hey we're going to the bridge this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're right, but it is scary. There's okay. no lights. Your phone has no signal just in that area. And it is, it just is really scary because the bridge is old. <laughs> you know what? We should, uh, I like the idea that this is a haunted place and just in this area, there's no phone service. Because mm. now you got to like, in every horror scenario, you got to figure out how you get rid of the phones. <laughs> you can explain, you have to explain away the technology. I just got to that scene in my horror movie I'm writing <laughs> and I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> I'm excited to read it, man. That sounds fun. Because that's also like, if... Like, I've done it. I love writing mystery. Yeah. And so I, of course, have to explain away phones. And one time I wrote 
a like a whodunit style mystery set in a college uh-huh. where it was like for, it was called the dean's list where it was like the a collection of students who were on the dean's list they made all A's or whatever and then someone's killing them off one by one and they're in the president's house of the university and uh the way I explained away the phone is uh, the butler took all the phones when they got there. Like, nope, no phone in the president's house, which is lame. But it's like you have to yeah. find a way to explain it. What I'm doing is I'm, in, is I'm not copying this, but I'm inspired from the scene in Gravity Falls where they're trying to take pictures of this monster. And this dude packs like 30 disposable cameras. And within the span of like 30 he loses seconds, all they them? lose like 18 <laughs> of them or something crazy like that. That is a fun episode. Because they're just like, oh, there's a bird. Let's throw a camera. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> it's Zeus, right? Zeus? Zeus. Zeus. Yeah. Zeus does that. <laughs> But okay, I like I like that just in this area there's no service because it adds an air of mm-hmm. mystery. It's like, did the ghost do this? Did the ghost do it? Or is it just the woods? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, I don't think we can do like a bunch of setup mm-hmm. because it's a short. So it's like, I think we have to start with this group of teen detectives or, you know, 20-year-old detectives yeah. already there. Yeah. What if what it is is there's one dude in the group that's not as in as the rest of them, but mm-hmm. he was the one that was adamant about, hey, there's this really cool place. I know a cool place that we all got to go all to. Go. And then you find out by the end of it after the haunting that like he's the one that kind of set it all up because he was trying to get in with the crowd and have an experience with them together. Okay. And so yeah. he set up all the haunts and stuff. Okay, here's my only, I agree that we should start with the ending and work our way backwards. Okay. Uh, my thought process is, if he has a bunch of friends who will like dress up as ghosts and stuff for him, why is he trying so hard to be friends with these people? Oh, I, I wasn't thinking people in costume, I was thinking... Oh, just he like, like he sets up like a speaker with some oh. some noises, or he's got a mannequin that's rigged to like pop out, <laughs> and then at some point, like people discover, wait, this isn't a goat; it's a mannequin on a zipline. <laughs> Who is behind this? It's a mannequin on a zipline. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, okay, and he's. He's not as in. He's kind of the weird kid because he's into all these like haunted house things right. and like goth stuff. And so that's how he has the knowledge to set up all this stuff. Yeah. Like you ever you ever have an experience where you got a group of friends and then one day you look on social media and they're all hanging out without you. I feel like oh, this dude had man. that happen once and he's like, that's not happening again. I need a big bonding experience with all of us. Trauma I'm bonding. I'm the center of it. So he sets it up to where like he's the hero at the end. Yes. So that way they'll think that he's just the coolest guy ever. Yeah. But what actually happens is the group... So like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's make like the the... <laughs> How many? So we should do four, four teenage detectives, and then we'll make it a. He's the fifth one. Yes. And so the four of them, it ends with the four of them unmasking him. Or maybe it's three of them and he's the fourth one. He's the fourth like one. The three amigos, you know, that's like three is a good, a good number. Yeah. And then this guy's the loud one out. So he he 
designs it to where he's the hero. So at the end, he can be like, saves them all. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh man, we got to make sure that we have him with us always. <laughs> but it ends up, the three of them are such good detectives, they end up they solving it, it out. and like, and they get him. Okay, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. But maybe at the end, they solve it, but they solve it, the three of them independently. And they're like, you know, we feel kind of bad for the guy. We're not going to tell him. <laughs> oh, so they figure it out. They figure it out, but then they go along with it yeah. because they don't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. So the ending is, well, how do, we, how do we do that? How do we do that? I think the climax is still they figure it, it out. out. It's just the resolution is... You know what? We won't say anything to him. So okay, I think what I, my thought process is, is like, all right, what is his end game? Like, in a perfect world, how does it end with him saving the day? How does he save the day? Because, hmm. like, I guess they're at, what, what haunted location are we at? Are we at a graveyard? Are we at a, a haunted bridge? Are we at a... I like something that's creepy and abandoned, whether it be a house or a bridge or some sort of, like... Okay. We have a lot of like old mill structures around here. Yeah, those are creepy. Those are creepy. Okay, so just like an ab- abandoned, like creepy house or mill. Yeah, maybe he has something rigged where it looks like a killer in the distance is coming towards them, mm-hmm. and then he he like pulls out a rock or something and throws a perfect shot, <laughs> or he has catches something on fire i don't know he has something rigged but they find out wait that was staged or maybe he doesn't have to save the day maybe he just helps them escape or something what if okay he set this up maybe instead all right all right maybe there is like a guy in a mask there is a classic scooby-doo style villain okay this guy has hired someone to be the villain. And <laughs> okay. his plan is he's going to solve the mystery in front of his friends. And they're oh, going to be okay. super impressed. Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is, you know, like that big, uh, the big reveal moment at the end of Scooby-Doo. They yes. unmask and they start yes. giving the monologue or whatever. Yeah. He starts giving the monologue and then the three friends cut in and start telling what actually happened. Because they actually solved it. Which includes him being the real culprit. Or what if he gives the monologue and they're like, oh, wow, I guess he's cool. They're walking away and he's like, oh, I'll be right back. And they catch him like paying the guy. <laughs> they like see it through some bushes. He's like handing money to him. <laughs> I don't know. Would that be kind of a lackluster ending? Hmm. Let's, let's come up with some more ideas and see if we can sure. circle back. Okay. Yeah, let's circle back to the very end. But we but we at least know that it's a it's a con that he's set up. Yeah. We know okay. that the twist is it's one of the friends. Yeah. Um what if it's a if we go back to kind of like the concept art, what if it's like a haunted mansion type thing? Mhm. There Well, let's think how does a how does a Scooby-Doo episode typically go, right? A place is being haunted, haunted, quote unquote, by by a masked monster, mm-hmm. by a monster. And people are being terrorized. Scooby-Doo and the gang show up, and then they try to solve the mystery. At the end, it's usually the monster is trying to scare people away 
because there's like a treasure or something. Or they have a, a hidden motive. Mm-hmm. We know our hidden motive. We know that the monster... All of this is happening just so this guy can impress his friends. But there still has to be some stakes. Yeah. Okay. In Nightmare Alley, have you seen this yes. yet? Okay. There's the dude who's pretending like he's a clairvoyant or something yes. and can talk to dead people. He's hired by this really rich person and he's found ways to steal bits of his personal life that he could then say that his dead daughter, wife, whatever, whatever spirit yeah, yeah, yeah. is saying it to him. But then it ends up going too far and one day he's like, hey, I want to talk to the spirit. And so he has to get his girl at the time to dress up as the spirit, <laughs> say some things only that person would know, no. but stand enough distance away that she's safe and not going to get shot or something. Right. So maybe the stakes are he's fed personal information about these friends to the person pretending to be the ghost. And the friends, of course, are going after the ghost. Because it seems But then like, at some point, we know that it's just an actual person. Right. And so the stakes are, they're going to try to kill them. Yeah. They're not going to try to catch them in a fun trap like in Scooby-Doo. They're yeah. going to try to murder him. Uh. And so now our main character has to figure out how to, like... He's stuck like, do I tell them the truth and just ruin my friendship and trust? Mm -hmm. Or do I try to find a way to like... Oh, and then our climax. (laughs) So we figure out that it's a con at the beginning. And the climax is he manages to catch this person. And he does the unmasking scene and improvises a monologue about, oh, I have caught this person who is is a whole creep and has researched all of you and is just saying these things, but it's not a ghost, it's a real guy, don't hurt him or whatever. <laughs> and then so he's a hero for uncovering it, but deep down he knows that he, did he it. started it in the first and then place. I think the ending has to be they they figure it out, right? Yeah, yeah. Or what if we uh what if they figure it out before and then they make it seem like they killed that guy? And so <laughs> Their friend freaks out and just admits everything and is panicking because they think he thinks he just got a, like some other dude at their college killed. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think we're I think we're getting maybe too too many steps ahead. Yeah. Okay. There's something in there though. Yeah. 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 There's something in there. Uh, either set of characters needs a turning point. Either the climax and the resolution is the character that staged it all realizes that he's wrong, or the turning point is. The three groups of friends realize that they should include this person more. Either of those could be the direction we go. But but whichever whichever climax we go with determines like who's centered, whose perspective we're seeing it through. Right. Oh, that's an okay, so perspective. What if we open with that scene from the concept art? They're standing outside the haunted mansion or whatever. It's creepy. There's like a graveyard or something. And they're like, it's, they're like, come on, let's go. It's going to be awesome. Maybe we'll see a ghost or whatever. There's the main guy who's kind of like the, there's always like a focal point of the friend group. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, if the friend group is hanging out, he's, he's the one there. there. Yeah. Like there is no hanging out without that guy. Yeah. And then there's, there's got to be like the girl. 
which they could be romantic. Yeah. Or and then uh, the third friend. I'm just trying to think of like character archetypes. Yeah. Because usually it's like the jock, the uh-huh. brainy one, and then like the 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 fun one, funny one, and then the the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so we we see the the four friends. They're outside. They go inside the haunted mansion. They're goofing off a little bit, and they're like, you know, they're pretending to scare each other or whatever. They think that they're just there to have fun as college kids or whatever. Yeah. And maybe the main character, he's like, hey, Ricky, this was a great idea to come do this. How'd you find this place? And he was like, oh, man, yeah, my, I heard some kids talking about it. Apparently it's like super haunted or something like that. Yeah. And then that's when, like, uh, is it maybe like a, you, you mentioned earlier, like a, uh, like a speaker or like a surround sound in the house or whatever. Yeah. It's like the the monster talks and it's like uh-huh. it says their names or something's like rrr, 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 rrr. Jeff Don blah blah blah, and then like all the doors like slam or whatever because yeah. it's all rigged or whatever. Oh, that's good. We could do that. Uh, did you say Ricky? I like the name Ricky. Ricky. For him. Yeah, yeah. He's like an engineering major. That's how. He oh, and he's rigged rig everything. everything, and he's paid someone to be the monster. He's a goth engineering major, so this is the uh, the goth interests and the engineering ingenuity combined. Okay, 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 okay. There's an episode of Scooby Doo that follows the kind of it's it's kind of the essential haunted castle, haunted mansion episode of Scooby Doo. Yeah, basically, they ends up on this this haunted island in this abandoned castle. And they're there looking for help because their uh, their boat crashes or whatever. But instead, they encounter like this ghost that haunts the place, and it's threatening them to leave the island and never come back. So they get into the mansion, the haunted house, haunted mansion, whatever it is. They're goofing off, and then it's like lightning strikes and the lights go out. And when the lights come back on at the on the wall that they were just standing beside. In like all red, it was like leave exclamation point, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" And, you know, they start getting scared. But the the kind of the head honcho of the friend group is kind of like, "Oh come on, guys, this is we got to keep going. This is crazy. There's no way this is real." And so they go, they they stick around more, and then another thing happens. Whether it's like all the doors slam, and you hear hear them talking over the. I like the idea that he's told them information about each character yeah. and that it's being revealed in creepy ways. And so now they're starting to actually freak out. Uh-huh. And then they need to see, like in the climax, like they see the ghost. We're slowly, slowly, <laughs> we're slowly getting elements. <laughs> what if, what if there is a dude that those people used to hang out with that they don't anymore? And the person he's hired is pretending to be that person. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, no, what happened to him? It's like, I never would have died if you hung out with me. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think we're on to something with that. So they're all in college together. But they're like, they go way back. Yeah. And when they were in high school, they had a fifth member of their friend group. And they just decided that. They didn't really like hanging out with him as much. They started kind of hanging out the four of them without that fifth one. And that fifth one actually ended up kind of like dying in a car crash or whatever. And they all feel really guilty about it. 
Well, now our what what guy? What did I call him? What name did I give him? Ricky. Ricky. Now Ricky like noticed the three of them hanging out without him. And he's like, well, you know what? He he gets he does what you said where that guy's pretending to be the fifth that old fifth friend. He's like that or that'll scare them and that'll remind them of like we need to make sure we're still hanging out with Ricky because remember what happened to George or whatever. I like all that. Maybe it's not a car accident. Maybe he didn't. Hmm, I don't know. If he's taking advantage of someone that died, then we're kind of like, oh, he's really not cool. Right. I think that I think that's the point. Like I I think at the end, instead of them being like, oh, we understand, we get yeah. it. I think they should be like, he's he shot himself in the foot. He was yeah. so afraid of his friends hanging out without him uh-huh. that he did something really terrible in an effort to make them love him more or, you know, refresh their memory of like, hey, you don't want that to happen to me. And all it does is they, it submits in their minds that they're not hanging out with him anymore. Yeah. It's about getting rid of your toxic friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like the moral is like, if he would have just not done anything, it probably would have been okay. But he panicked and he did something really terrible. <laughs> and okay. and yeah. it, the thing that he was afraid of actually came true from his own actions. Okay. Okay, we're getting somewhere. What are what are some fun scares we could do? Cuz we also we're not working with as much time as a Scooby Doo episode, so Right. That part has to be a little shorter. Yeah. Happen. I definitely think we're climaxing at a scene where the person pretending to be the dead Fred is standing a distance away. Or even it looks like they're fly, like they're they're yeah. floating in the hallway, yeah. and there's like it's really nice light. Like the lights make it look like he's glowing because he's an engineer major. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's like a film major, and it's all like special effects. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. That's the. Those are both kind of the same thing. That's like it's like Adam Savage territory. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Adam Savage. <laughs> it's <yeah. laughs> that kid grew up to host MythBusters. Yeah, you don't need friends when you have special effects abilities. Um. Okay, so we know like the kind of climax is they see their their friend that died in high school above them, and it scares them. I still really like the idea of like they're gonna like maybe he didn't account for one of their friends to have a gun. <laughs> the main dude has a gun. Yeah. This is something that happened to me one time. <laughs> this is a true story. Uh, I was with a friend and we were I was just hanging out with them out and about and they just pulled out a gun. I've I've been in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hey, put that away. <laughs> Once somebody asked me to get something of theirs out of their book bag and I reached in and I touched their gun and I was like, hey, don't shoot anyone. Tell my prints wear off. <laughs> oh, yeah, because your prints are on the yeah. gun. Dang, I didn't even think about that. I didn't touch the gun. Actually, I did touch the gun. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> I just remember being like, why do you have a gun here? So maybe that's the thing. Is like He didn't expect <laughs> the main guy gun. to have a gun. So when they see their friend, quote unquote friend, I, and he pulls out a gun and aims. And then I start blasting. <laughs> like that's the intense. Like that's the that's the tension of like, oh my god! And so he goes, stop, stop, stop! And he's got his gun pointing. He's like, what? It's a ghost. Uh, you you can't shoot a ghost. Don't don't you know that's ghost one oh one. If ghost. you shoot at it, it's gonna it's gonna haunt you harder. Yeah, he's like, I oh, mean, all you're gonna do all you're gonna do is end up having the the bullets ricochet back towards us, man. Don't do that. And he's like, okay, fine. 
You know, okay, this this is how we expedite having to go through the traditional ring round of like the whole mystery. This is the equivalent of the Indiana Jones scene. It's like the answer to 90% of problems, just especially the yeah, if you're in the South, you aren't going to go on this whole like mystery haunted house. Oh no, where's the ghost? Someone's just, just going to pull out a start gun and start blasting. Okay, yeah, let's do that. That's a fun. That's a fun thing. We spent so much setup. Like this is going to be the wild haunted house chase. Oh, where He's they where they go door to door, everything. And, but then at the first sight of a ghost, just he just pulls out. out a gun. He's like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" And then that's it. That's how we do it in a short film. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a it's a parody. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think we've got it. So we <laughs> that's the difference between high school and college. Scooby, someone's got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> we we set everything up at the beginning. We know what's going on, or maybe maybe we don't let the audience know yet that this guy is the the one yeah. friend has set it yeah. up. We we, I, we there's a car going by. I Sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, the big moment is they see their their dead friend floating above them. The main friend pulls out a gun. Ricky is like. He's like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. I did this. It was me. I did this. It's, it's, calm down, Eric, or whatever. And then the guy, like, all the lights turn off, and it's just a normal hallway, and he's on a harness, uh-huh. and they lower him. He's like, what's going on? And then that's where we, that's the reveal of, like, what actually happened. Yeah. I think we could still do our dude trying to improvise, like, tries to that do would, the whole mask pull thing would. himself. It would and then be. go, and ah, uh, look, it is a local. I've seen this dude. I think he it always has to be, messes with me. It has to be another kid from their college. Yeah, he's he's some creep that just yeah. looked in all of our personal information to try to scare. Shame, shame on you. On who you. would do something How, like that? Who do you think you are? In, pretending to be our dead friend. That's yeah. a low blow. Yeah. And then, like, it's obvious the more that he keeps going that, like, he was in on it. <laughs> and they're like, hey, man, what, what's going on? He's like, I was, I was, you guys, I saw where you guys hung out at the pool without me the other day. And I didn't want what happened to our dead friend to happen to me. And so I thought maybe if I reminded you guys about how bad we all felt when he died, you would want to keep me around. And they're like, you hired someone to be our dead friend because you got sad that you weren't invited to the pool? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, that is manipulative, dude. You were like gaslight yeah, girl bossing. Gaslight. <laughs> and they're like, we went to the pool without you because we know you can't swim. And we didn't want to put you in that awkward situation. But now we don't want to hang out with you. Don't talk to us again. <laughs> and then they leave. And he's just standing there. And then he looks at the guy that he hired to dress up. And he's like, you want to get some pizza or something? He was like, no, nah, man, give me my 50 bucks. <laughs> okay. I like this whole basic structure. Yeah. Let's go through it. Just add a little spice to it. And yeah. A little, we, and a little sauce. Yeah. yeah. yeah a little marinara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start doing my own Wilson impression for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think we need more of like a one-two punch with the ending. Because mm-hmm. like 
if we know from the midpoint this dude faked it yeah and we don't have any other surprises it's not like as true to the mystery format right i do think it's really important that we know that it's someone that he hired when the gun gets pulled out yeah because see, we definitely like, need that because of the like, stakes is yeah. he going to shoot that guy yeah but how do like, we maybe it could be that they initially buy his apology and it looks like he's getting off scot-free but then he does something to screw up and then it mm. and then we resume back to the ending as we stated earlier but it's more of a yeah the audience is figured out but then there's like an initial turn well, with maybe, the characters. So maybe the audience finds out at the midpoint. Yeah. So that way, the whole beginning can be a classic mystery. Yeah. Where it's like, how do they know? How does this ghost know their back, like their stories? Because uh-huh. I think the ghost, maybe the personal information that the ghost knows is <laughs> the fact that they stopped hanging out with that guy mm-hmm. and that guy died. And that, that's the backstory. So now they're like, how do they, that, how do they know about Eric? How do they know about that? How does, how does this ghost know about Eric, man? How do you, and they're freaking out, and all these scary things keep happening, or like, you know, two or three scary things happen. And then at the midpoint, we see the one guy setting up the next scare, or like the audience sees the guy setting up the next scare. So that solves the mystery for the audience. And then now we just have the, it's like knives out. Mm-hmm. You figure it out kind of near the midpoint. And then you get another twist at the end. Yes. Also, because we need to take care of like figuring out we know who this friend is before everything. Maybe what's happening is they go in the house. He set up speakers where like the ghost actor is just saying things and it's coming from every which way. He's saying all these details. Maybe Ricky wasn't hanging out with them at the time they hung out with the dead guy. So they assume he doesn't know about know him. About so it, Ricky's yeah. just like, why are you guys freaking out? What is, what is he saying? And then the other people are explaining, "That's this is before he hung out with you, but this is our friend. He was who, our friend from high school. Yeah, he was a little toxic, and we, didn't, we stopped hanging out. Then he died. And Ricky's like, really guilty whoa. About it. That sounds like a really crappy thing for you to do. I get why he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why he's so upset that he came back from the grave. I would hate if that happened to me. (laughs) And you just look it at him. (laughs) And so the way he's talking, the audience starts to figure it out. And then we need something definite right before the gun scene. Like maybe we catch him sending a text to the actor like now is time. He's like set up the harness. And then we get shots from the back of him, the back of the actor Mm -hmm. getting in the harness and hanging over like some big like former ballroom or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so at that point, it's definite. We know that's an that's actor. That's an actor. And he's like, woohoo, I'm dead, Tim, or whatever. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't have died if you spent more time with me. And they're all freaking out like, ah, and then and dude, then dude pulls, pulls out a gun. <laughs> and right, and he's just like, he's like, ah, and right before he pulls the trigger, the dude's like, stop, 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 stop. Like that. Yeah. He's like, stop, stop, stop. Uh, I think I figured it out. What are you talking about? Don't you guys know? Look, there's a string. There's a string. I have an idea. And he walks over there, and he gets the guy down, and he unmasks him, and he's like, exactly as I suspected. I suspected. 
it's kid from my our 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 math class. Yeah, you recognize this dude from Engineering Two Hundred One, right? Yeah, like, and they're oh, like, oh yeah, oh, we've maybe, seen him yeah, around. You yeah, said the yeah. back, yeah. I suspected it was an engineer major the second that I noticed all of the doors slammed at the exact same time. If it was truly supernatural, why would they have operated at the exact same moment? That's when I figured out that it had to have been some sort of electronic rig set on a timing system. And and he, and he keeps going yes. off like that, and he's doing the Velma thing. Yes, and of course he could spout out how it happened because, because he, he did set it. everything up exactly. <laughs> he's like, and then the when the when the the blood was oozing from the wall and it formed the letters of your friend's old name, I knew immediately it couldn't be true blood. Is the same chemical we used in my engineering class four weeks ago, and like, yes. <laughs> and he's, he's doing all that and. Uh, and so we think he's doubly getting off cool because one, he's saved face, but two, he's making himself look really smart. smart. <laughs> yeah. And then and then he goes, Shame on you, man. Shame on you. <laughs> All right, guys. Mystery solved. Let's get out of here. And then one of the friends is like, But why? He's like, huh? Why would this dude dress up as someone from our high school? There's no way he even knew who he was. Why are you, why would he do this? And so he, he jumps right back into it. Ah, good question, Shelby. <laughs> this man was friends with your friend in high school, and this was his act of getting revenge for his loss of a friend. No, he didn't know our friend from high school. He's from a different state. Okay, can we, can we make the moment that exposes him be a visual thing? Instead of something asking a question, like, is there something that we could see mm. that implicates him? Mm. That was that was my thought process behind like they catch him slipping him cash, but yeah, it could it could be something else too. I think it has to be something a little bit more yeah. not noticeable. Yeah, but something to where we think he's gotten off clean, but then there's some visual cue where it's like, wait, that's you. Maybe. maybe so, what are the gags of the scary stuff? All of the doors close at the same time. Doors close. There's voices echoing out Echo- everywhere. And then, and then the final thing is there's a harness and the dude is floating in the middle of the room. Okay. Of those three things, what could like he have on him, or like they like because like if we did like the the paint on the wall or whatever, they could literally catch him red-handed like with paint on his hand or something <laughs> like that. But um, it could be that he's. He set all this up so it's remote controlled on his phone. So maybe he has it out for some reason oh, and it yeah. triggers something. Or maybe uh <laughs> we can't do this, but what I was like, what if what if the main friend is like the one with the gun? He was like, he still pulls out the gun again. He's like, You think this is funny, kid? And he's like, Whoa, 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 I didn't do it. This guy paid me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I don't think we should do that. <laughs> what if, maybe this is too dumb. But of course, throughout this whole monologue, maybe dude is still hanging up there. And the dude's like, shame on you for doing that. Okay, let's get you down. He pulls out his phone before he thinks about it. Oh, and he hits the button <laughs> hits the and button. it lowers him. And they're like, and everyone's staring at him. He's like, oh, man. I oh, can't believe. Oh, this guy. I can't believe. Everyone's staring like, pickable. Wait, you had the button. And he's like, uh, uh it's a universal remote. <laughs> and they're like, you did this? 
And he's like, and then that's when we have the, I just, we need to explain how he learned about that friend. Because if he so, doesn't know about it, how did he know? I mean, what, Facebook. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Yeah, man, I was, I was going, I was on all your social media pages trying to research all our mutual interests so I could think of cool things for us to do together. <laughs> that's that's <what> perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, that's weird. So, you know, he's like, I just, um, I noticed you guys were hanging out without me and I, I wanted, I wanted to fix that. And and they're like, how did you even find out about our friend? Like, that's something that really was traumatic for us. And he was like, well, I was looking at your guys' social medias to try to learn about your interests so that way I can, you know, talk about things that you guys like. And uh, I noticed a, a Facebook memory from the memorial service. Yeah. <laughs> just and trying to just transform like, myself to be more like the person you would want to be hanging out with. Yeah. Is that so bad? <laughs> Yeah, just me changing everything about my personality just to fit your interests. And they're, like, that... they're like, you're crazy, man. And then they pull out a gun and bang, shoot him. No. <laughs> so, I think yeah. we got it. Yeah, yeah I, think I think we got that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so they, they're like, no, of course we're not hanging out with you. They walk away. Yeah. He turns to the dude in the harness and is like, you want to get pizza or something? He's like, no, just give me give my, my 50, 50 bucks. bucks. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think that's it, dude. I think that was it. That's fun. Yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting for a Scooby Doo ripoff, but it's fun. I mean, things get a lot shorter once you introduce the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. Let's get a. Let's get the three friends' names. We have Ricky mm-hmm. for our main dude. Yeah, I put Kyle for the dead Fred. Kyle, nice. Uh, so our three friends. The main friend. Wh- who's the friend with a gun? What's that guy's name? That guy's, uh, uh, that guy's name is Theo. Theo. Yeah. Theo got a gun. Theo's got a gun. Um, and then we need a girl. Should it be a guy and two girls? Yeah. So we'll do like Becca and Amy. house in the middle of a forest the sun has gone down the sky is a purple hue it's a real creepy vibe they're walking up theo becca and amy are all kind of together and ricky's off to the side kind of behind them a little awkwardly <laughs> theo's like whoa this is the house it's a little lame to be honest Ricky's like, oh, no, guys, I swear it's cool. I swear we're going to have a real great, it's real, real spooky in here. He was like, oh, I don't know, man. This is such a Southern college thing to just go to the abandoned place. <laughs> and it's what happens when you don't have a downtown. <laughs> but Ricky's adamant's like, no, come on, come on, guys. We just got to go in real quick. I promise I've, I've been here before. It's the coolest spot. I went here once, changed my life, and we're gonna have a real good time. Back in, and you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I guess we come out this far. They're all walking in. As they're walking in, Ricky's kind of like, so yeah, I, I saw, I saw you guys were at the pool this weekend. 
Agus like, yeah, yeah, we were. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it was just, it was kind of like uh, we all just happened to like be available at the same time. It wasn't like an organized thing, really. And Ricky's like, oh, yeah, sure, I get it. Yeah, to- totally cool. To- yeah. yeah, it's totally fine. But hey, we're going to have a real good time tonight. They open the door. They kind of walk in a little bit. Really giant place, but there's nothing in there except for cobwebs and torn up wood, maybe some dusty rotten furniture. They're wandering around. Yo, this place is kind of cool. It's like, oh, it's like really dusty in here. We don't have to stay here long, do we? And he's like, hey, hey, just come in, come in here. I promise there's real cool stuff in here. Anyway, they walk into a room. And all of a sudden, lightning strikes. All the lights go out. Everyone starts to scream. It's like, oh, I guess this is the scary thing we were talking about. And then... Wait a minute. If it's abandoned, there won't be lights on. Well, I think um, he's an engineering major, so maybe he's rigged it so that the lights are like it's like old, like like you see the light fixtures in this. Oh, room, okay, okay. They're yeah. like they they're orangish and they yeah. burn on. Yeah, yeah. So lightning strikes, and all of a sudden, these old light fixtures, these old candles, they start to glow and surge, and there's lights on everywhere. And it's like, oh, what's happening? And then they all burst, and it's dark again. And then someone pulls out a flashlight and they see on the wall in front of them, there are now big bloody letters that say, Kyle. And Theo, Becca, and Amy kind of freak out. Ricky's just kind of looking around. It's like, what? What? how did that get there? Who's Kyle? Oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, they're like, all right, uh, let, let's get out here. Let's go. But then all of the doors shut all at once. There's another big lightning crack. They're like, oh no, how did that happen? Hey, let's go here, down this hallway. They start running down the hallway, and we start to hear a giant ghostly voice, and it's reverberating across the building. It's like, I used to love hanging out with you at Ballbrook. And they're like, what? What? what is that? I miss our inside jokes about fettuccine <laughs> he's like oh my god how did that <laughs> Theo Beck and Amy I'm kind of going white I thought about you when I died in that car wreck <laughs> Theo Beck and Amy their faces are white Ricky's like what 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 is he talking about do you do you guys know what the spirit is talking about Amy's like this this is all stuff only Kyle would know it's like Kyle, like the name on the on the wall. Who, who's Kyle? Becca's like he's he's someone we used to hang out with. He he started getting real toxic. This was like way back in high school, and we stopped hanging out with him. And then he died in a car wreck, and it was like really traumatic and everything for all of us. And that's when Ricky's like, oh, oh wow, that is bad. You know, I I kind of get why he's a vengeful ghost now. You know. He must have not felt very good about you not wanting to hang out with him. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I guess. But I mean, he was really not a cool person towards the end there. He's like, you know, the ghost is still staying things like, oh, oh, shame on you. Jack is like, oh, you're saying Kyle's come back to haunt us? Oh, no, this is crazy. He's like, yeah, this is crazy. I can oh, I can kind of see why he's mad though. I mean, look, I'm not defending him or anything, but I I get it. 
He was like, oh, we got to find a way out of here. Oh, yeah, this is too much. It's like, yeah, and maybe once we leave, we can think <laughs> twice about... <laughs> Not acting not, too drastically. Ex- exactly. Like, maybe we see where other people are coming from. Maybe that's the lesson to learn. Anyway, he's talking so extra about this. We're starting to suspect something. Then Ricky points to a little light at the end of this hallway. It's like, I think I think I see an exit over there. Hey, let, let's go over there. And then as people walk away, we see him sneak out his phone and send a text. Get the harness ready. <laughs> we instantly cut to... A dude who's speaking into a microphone, and then he pulls on a costume real quick, fastens a harness. We cut back to the people. They walk through this door into this big kind of old ballroom type room. They walk in. It's like, oh, okay, there's got to be an exit somewhere. And then all of a sudden, the lights in there come on, and we see a figure who's levitating in the center of the room. And it's a ghost-like figure. And it looks a little bit like a teenage teenager is kind of dressed like one. And it's like, oh, no, this is ghost zombie spirit Kyle. No. It's like, <laughs> I've Kyle, I've come to then my death. <laughs> anyway, Theo, Becca, Amy are freaking out. Ricky's kind of playing along with like, like, oh, no, you really shouldn't have made this guy angry. <laughs> And it looks like they're about to just, like, pee their pants or run away or whatever. But then Theo reaches into his pocket. He pulls out a gun. <laughs> aims it right at the person. <laughs> and then Ricky freaks out. He's like, whoa, what are you doing there? And all of a sudden, the dude at the harness is like, whoa. And he, like, puts his hand up and he's starting to shake it. still has the voice effect, so it's like, whoa, whoa man. <laughs> he's kind of spinning at the harness a little. <laughs> He's like, yo, don't do that. And he's like, I'm not letting no ghosts mess with us. This this is it. And then Ricky's like, yo, you can't you can't shoot a ghost, man. That's like that's ghost 101. He's just gonna haunt you harder. And he's like, I don't believe any of that. It's me and my cat right here. Come on, ghost. Come on, dead Ricky. Oh man. Come on, dead Kyle. And then that's when Ricky has to act fast. The dude is spinning around. But he's starting to like say some things and we hear some mutters and like, no I'm not I'm not whatever but his like voice modulator is caught Ricky springs into action he's like wait stop I think I figured it out he walks over and he turns on a little light switch and like some tiny lights all of a sudden turn on and we see the string with the harness it's bright enough in the room now he's like I don't think this is a real spirit at all. <laughs> it's like, you know, I think I have solved this case. <laughs> I think that dude in there is in a costume. He set all this up to scare us. See, I know, since I'm an engineering major or whatever, that the blood, in fact, wasn't real blood, but the way it seeped out of the walls, I immediately recognized it as this random string of atoms, which is a chemical that we used in our class two weeks ago. Also, I noticed as soon as all the doors shut, they all shut at the same time. So they must have been mechanically rigged. He walks over to a door. It's like, oh, sure enough. A piston on hinges. Look at that. Sure enough. Right again. Also, 
I think I think we could very clearly see the string up here. I I would guess the way the audio quality that I heard was wasn't in fact a real spirit, but it was a man talking into an SM7B using GarageBand reverb. I know this from my music elective. <laughs> And in fact, I think if we look closely at his face, beyond his makeup, that isn't Kyle. That is the dude that looks suspiciously like Kyle, but he is in our Engineering 201 class. Y'all recognize him, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, you you sit in the back, don't you? Yeah, you don't say a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, guys, yeah. He he did this, and that's when Amy's like, but but why? Why would he do this? It's like, well, we all know, since he doesn't talk in class, he must be a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) I bet he saw the very tight friendship bond that we all have, all four of us have, (laughs) and he was jealous. And so he, he went back on all our social media pages and researched past traumatic events so he could take advantage of them. What sicko would do that? <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they're all like, wow, wow, I can't believe that happened. Theo's like, wow, that was that was some quick thinking, young Ricky. That was <laughs> You're you're a pretty smart guy. I think I underestimated you. <laughs> yeah, let's uh Let's get that person down. Show him a piece of our mind. And Becca's oh, like, yeah. Man. Amy's like, yeah. And Ricky's like, yeah, let's get him down. He pulls out his phone, <laughs> stares real intently at it, presses the button. The harness lowers down. <laughs> Theo, Becca, and Amy catch on immediately. Wait, he's controlling the harness. But Ricky hasn't noticed yet. He's like, yeah, come on down here. You can't <laughs> mess with the four of us. Four best friends, four amigos, the four musketeers. <laughs> and then they're all looking at us like, wait, why are you controlling the harness, man? He freezes. He's like, uh, oh, it's it's like a universal remote system. I, I caught on like instantly that I could pair this, the Bluetooth. I downloaded an app while you weren't looking. He's like, you don't have service here. It's like, uh, okay. Uh, and that's when... Theo's like, did you do this? He pulls out his gun and aims it. He's like, oh, okay, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> okay, I just, I was, I was really upset that y'all didn't invite me to the pool and, you know, y'all are so tight and I joined the friend group in college a little late and I was worried you wouldn't want to hang out with me and I thought if we, if we could, sh- like, bond through a shared trauma that that would help us grow tighter as friends oh, and he's like that's that's not what real friends do you took advantage of a very traumatic event in our history and why why would you do how'd you even find out about kyle and he's like uh so i went back a few years on all your social media profiles trying to research shared interests you might have so i could tailor my personality more towards what you might find find cool in a potential friend partner <laughs> and it's like um oh, man you're such a sick you can't you can't gaslight us like this man 
and Beck is like, yeah, you have gatekeep, girl boss, and gas kept a little too close to the sun. <laughs> and the three of them walk out without him. Ricky's there, so good. The dude in the costume in the back is taking off his harness. Ricky turns back to him and he's like, uh, well, do you, do you want to, like, grab pizza or something? The dude's like, just give me my 50 bucks. <laughs> Cut to black. <laughs> Man, I really like that. I I had an idea for a title. Okay. But then you said, sure enough. <laughs> when, and I just thought that's so funny that he was like, sure enough. So I think that would be a funny title, sure enough. Sure. But also, um, I thought the uh, abandoned. Okay. Because when you don't oh, know, you think, oh, yeah. it's about this ab- abandoned mansion. But then you find out it's about he feels abandoned oh. and then the friend before was abandoned. I actually like that a lot. Yeah. It's got the double meaning. There's that yeah. word actually again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's been my thing lately. Like uh, I posted something on Instagram the other day and someone was like, oh, this is actually really good. And I just go, there's that word actually again. <laughs> <laughs> Always the tone when, like, of surprise. Yeah. When, when you put out a video or something, you get a comment like, this is actually really good. It's like, oh. There's that word actually again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, man. <clears throat> and this has been Abandoned, written by Robert Therrell and Chase Bridges. Sure enough. Sure enough. <laughs> <laughs> and that does it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And guys, if you have an idea for a story topic that we put in our bowl that we draw from at the beginning of each episode, you can email all your ideas to, oh, there's a there's a siren going off next to me. You can email all those ideas to writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. That's our email. Send us suggestions for the bowl. Send us suggestions for rival pitch episodes. Writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, guys, I'm Robert. Chase is the co-host. You can follow me at Robert, two underscores Isaac, and Chase at Chase Bridges, two underscores. And speaking of following, our Instagram is at writtenbypod. That's also our Twitter, too, but Instagram at writtenbypod. That's the best place to follow us to keep up to date with everything we're doing over here on this podcast. Anyway, y'all, there is still time to vote for last week's Rival Pitches. You still have another week. It was our Jurassic Park episode. If you listen to that, let us know which pitch you liked the best. Did you like mine? Did you like Chase's? Comment on our post from last week, September 12th, with that episode graphic. Leave a comment there letting us know which pitch you're voting for. Voting will be open until September 25th. And yeah, that's about it. And guys, I'll let y'all in on a little secret. If you're still if you're still listening to this outro, y'all, uh, our short film Trouble Date, which is based on episode two of this podcast, is so close to being done. We are keep 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 this real close. Don't tell anyone. But we we are eyeing October fourteenth as a potential release date. That depends on a lot of things. We're still waiting on music. We're still doing some VFX. But yeah, be on the lookout. Trouble Date is coming soon. And you know what else is coming soon? Next week's episode. We got another Rival Pitches episode coming at you soon. We'll see you next week.